Welcome to Mind the Shift, the podcast about a shifting world and shifting minds. My name is Anders Bolling. We haven't had many music artists on on this podcast, uh, musicians. Uh, I believe it's about two or three. We've had all the more spiritually oriented people on the show. Sometimes those categories coincide. Welcome to the show, Jack Stafford. Hello, Anders. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is going to be fun and interesting, I'm sure. Um, we just, I mean, recently connected you and I. Um, you run a podcast of your own, which I find, you know, super interesting. And and uh, it, it seems as if you have you have something really unique going on there. Thank you. You're developing something very special. Can you can you please tell us a little bit what it's about and how how you do that? Sure, sure. Well, the backstory is that I've been a musician for a long time. Um, and then we had the coronavirus come along. I don't know if you've heard about this. Oh, no. What, what is that? Some kind of virus or? Yeah, I won't go into the, the okay. story, but you can we'll look at it. Talk about afterwards. that later. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wasn't able to go out and do the normal promotion. So I, for my new album, I did a lot of podcasts and I thought, hey, you know, this is fun. This is great. I can just chat for an hour because normally with a you know press interview or radio you get maybe five minutes where you just talking to journalists and then they do the write-up but with a podcast you know it's talking about me and my ideas you know my favorite subjects the music for an hour or so yeah so i'm happy here so i, I enjoyed it and i did a few more and as you as you know i'm sure once you do it you get more into it and you think i could do this as well you know this yeah. is not <laughs> this is not rocket science. I want to talk to interesting people around the world, especially me, because as I look out my window, I'm looking out across the Amalfi coast. I can see Capra in the distance. It's in the south of Italy where I am. It's beautiful. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah that sounds wonderful. Yeah, I'm trying to make you jealous here. Yes, you are. But you know, where you are in you know, in Sweden, you've got all the culture. So I miss all these interesting conversations, you know, and these, you know, stimulating. I mean, the guy in the, the guy in the piazza, you know, they're not really, unless you're talking about Juventus or, or <laughs> but politics. That's, that's in Juventus is from Turin, is it? Yeah. But they're, they're popular all over Italy or Napoli. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not talking about football or politics, forget about it. So yeah, yeah. Okay. for stimulating conversation, I can speak to people like yourself now have a really in-depth conversation, explore, change ideas. But, you know, I needed a, because there are many, many podcasts, as I'm sure you're So aware. thank you, Zoom. Yeah, thank you, Zoom. Big shout out. Yeah. And so I needed an idea, you know, who's going to come on and talk to me, a schmuck in yeah. the south of Italy. I need an idea. And because when you launch a podcast, that's the thing, isn't it? You, didn't need, you need a niche, like this is mind the shift. And we're always talking about, you know, the, the change in consciousness and the science and religion. So you've got your angle and, you know, oh, that's a great angle. And I need an idea like that. So I thought, you know, I'm a songwriter. I write songs about people. One plus one is not really a unique, it's not really a big shift, but yeah. no one else has done it, which is kind of whoa, crazy, no? Yeah. So, so it's called Pod Songs and you, yeah. you make... You you create you write one song for each uh, episode that you that you exactly record. yeah yeah right yeah 
And it's also not only you. Sometimes there are other musicians on the podcast well, as well, uh, interviewing people. Yeah, yeah, I did the first hundred episodes myself. And, wow. And, you know, I, I did that in a year and I got kind of tired of the sound of my own voice. And also because it's such a wonderful experience, I really want to share it with other musicians. So now I'm retiring as the singer-songwriter. <laughs> okay. And yeah, I'm just going to be the host. Looking a little bit old there, so maybe it's time. <laughs> Yeah, so now it's just other singers coming on, interviewing their heroes. Okay. Um, songs for good I'm trying to focus on, so not just people who've... Because I interviewed many interesting people, but they're promoting their book or their their TV show or whatever. Now I'm trying to focus more on songs for good, So because those are the most satisfying ones. Yeah. Campaigners, activists, good causes, you know. Okay, yeah. So uh, ha have you been interviewed yourself many times as well like this i mean apart from what you were mentioning before you know the, the promotion interviews that you did when you gave out your albums but during this podcast period have, have you been interviewed like this before yeah i've had a few i'm trying to do okay a few do, more do, because you it's... make song do you make songs also when you yourself <laughs> have been interviewed no i'm afraid no, not this no. song this interview will not but you never know. I mean, maybe I'm inspired afterwards, but or, because or, so that means that I have to make uh, to to write a song about this interview. Then that would be great. I would look really. That would be a that, <laughs> that would, would be a, be a challenge idea. for me. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing this for over a year now. I think one year, a year and a half, and I'm a journalist from the beginning. So I mean, okay. to me, it wasn't. I came in from another angle into this. Sure, sure. It was not that. I mean, it wasn't that very far fetched. For me to, to do this, although I was mainly a newspaper journalist, so I did, mm -hmm. I was mainly writing articles. But uh, I mean, I had I had done some radio, TV stuff as well. So, but you came in from the musician uh, point of view, so to speak. Mm. So it was a little bit more diff different for you, perhaps, to to, to do this, this interviewing thing. Yeah, That's but wonderful. Well, no, it's strange. No one's done it before. It's strange that that I'm the only one doing this. So there is another one called, um, there's another one started afterwards called Lightning Bugs with um, this pianist, uh, Ben Folds, and he's doing it now as well. So there is, there is two that I know of, me and him. Okay. <laughs> Can you tell us about a few of the most salient episodes? Or Sure. You... Well, I mean, as soon as I started, before it even launched, I just wrote out to people because, you know, going back to the idea, interview because all the, the the number one podcasts, you know, Joe Rogan, London Real, yeah, um, Jordan Peterson, they were all interviewing the same people. You know, these people are doing the rounds, and you know they're telling the same stories. Yeah. So I thought, obviously, if I interview those people as well, I will also interview famous people as a way to become famous. But they didn't really share the articles that they shared those songs once or twice, but. You know, even before I launched, I reached out to people like Alan Dershowitz, you know, O.J. Simpson's lawyer, you know, and had him on the show. You know, he's he's Donald Trump's lawyer as well. And, you know, it, he's just chatting to me and I haven't even launched the show. So people like oh. that. Yeah. And Lawrence Krauss, the scientists and uh, many scientists. Um, uh, yeah, I've got this judge. I'm up to 100 well, episodes, I've listened so. to a few of your songs, of course, before before this interview. So, uh, I mean, it's impressive that you have made so many. I mean, a hundred over over a hundred songs now. Then, because you had you have launched a hundred episodes or over. Yeah, over we, we, uh, well, I'm in various stages because it takes six months to make the song. 
because I have a production team here in Italy. So I'm interviewing all the time periodically. You know, I do, I do three interviews a week yeah. for a pit for a period. And then I take a break, you know, in the summer here in Italy, we're, we're pretty quiet, but then I go to the production team. So I record the song to the click track and I take it to the band, the musicians. And in, and in one day they do three songs. They add on all the instruments. Okay. So, because it's a full production song. So there's a pipeline, so to speak. Where There's a pipe, exactly. It's not, it's not just I go to market with the veg, fruit and vegetables. They've been, I've, I planted the trees a long time ago and I've been cultivating okay. the soil okay. in it. Yeah. So there's a whole yeah, pipeline. It's an industrial yes. podcast. But still, I mean, it's very impressive. And I've, I've listened to a few of, of them, of course, before this interview. And they're, they're good. I mean, I like, I like the, the style. Thank you. Being a songwriter, but, it, but they're, they're, they're different, individually different. Uh, I mean, it's not exactly the same kind of music. No, no, we do. We do reggae, rock. Yeah, yeah. Folk. It depends on the song. It depends on the, uh, on the, on the guests. So we, we change it. And, and with your with... permission, I will, of course, insert one of your songs in this please episode. go ahead yeah, maybe yeah. towards the end we'll see the viewers and listeners will know where where i have put it so sure I'll great do that excellent i've listened to the one i think pretty recent one that is called the mother earth earth oh yeah 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 which is very nice thank uh, you very nice and it was after you had interviewed a woman who was an astrologer yep christy blaze yep christy yep. blaze yeah she, that was interesting Some thoughts depress you Like what you had and lost Like we ever really possess anything And even know who we are Think of your ancestors Do you even know their name? They've been blown away and are floating with the stars They are just specks of dust Here upon the mother We owe her all of our love Blessed is the mother And then uh, <clears throat> songs inspired by Eckhart Tolle and Bernardo Kastrup. So I, I was wondering, did you did you actually interview those people? Yeah, I interviewed Bernardo, not not yet. Um, Eckhart. Eckhart, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's on the list. <laughs> Have to get him sometime. Yeah, I've I've been thinking about interviewing Eckhart, um, Bernardo Kastrup. Eckhart, I haven't even considered because he's so big. I think it's going to be very difficult to get a hold of him. Uh, yeah, but you, you have this niche where you make a song, and maybe that's easy, it's easy easy to you to 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 pitch people who are even you know famous because they find it kind of intriguing that you make a song. Yeah, it's a, it's a definitely an incremental thing. So once you've had so many people on the show, you know what it's like. You you put them on the bio, and yeah. so also now with the bands. So every week I'm having a guest musician, and each time I get more famous musicians. So. And they will bring in more famous guests because the musicians were sh are sharing the whole process, you know, that how they write the song, the tweeting about, you know, posting Instagram, posting the song. So all the time I'm having, you know, 50 musicians a year all promoting the podcast and then to 50 guests, hopefully pod songs should grow yeah. using this formula. That's great. So this all started 
when, well, you said started because of the, the pandemic, which I don't know what it is, but you said that there was a pandemic out there. But uh, as, a, as far as I understand, if we go even a little bit further back, it all started when you had a burnout. Yes. Yeah. Did well, tell us about that. I mean, what, what happened? Why did you get it and where did you get it? And at what stage in your life did you get it? Well, I grew up in England and I moved to Amsterdam when I was in my 20s and I worked there. I was a writer, copywriter. And I had started a copywriting business, also a fashion designer, um, did many things. Amsterdam's a great city. Yeah, but, I, I was um, there just the other week. It was. I heard on your podcast. Yeah, I checked it. Yeah. some episodes. Yeah. And um, yeah, lovely city, beautiful place to grow up. But I got a, you know, a bit too stimulating. So I went um, and I was playing touring musician as well. And I, I ended up and had a, I broke up with my girlfriend at the time. And so I went traveling around the world for two years. And I just sold everything, just went traveling and had to... You became a nomad, a nomad, basically. Yeah, I was a super troubadour. <laughs> so I would sing songs about where the places I've been and the people I met. And I'd go from place to place playing house concerts. So I'd sleep in people's living room oh. and give a, a concert for their friends in return for a place to sleep. You know, sometimes it was 40, 50 people. You know, so we'd have a, a house party and I'd play these, play these songs and stories, tell stories. Um, all around the world. So couch surfing helped me get started that website. That's fantastic. So where did you go? How far did you go? I went to about 40 different countries or drove all around America, Canada, uh, all, every, almost every country in Europe. And um, I went to New Zealand. I cycled around New Zealand, cycled up around Australia. And I went, sailed around the other half of Australia from Cairns to Darwin. And then went across to Bali, bought a tandem in Bali with my girlfriend, um, who I'd been traveling with, met, met my girlfriend on the road. We traveled around Asia, and then she had to come back to Italy. So where I am now, um, we're still together and very happy. Okay, so love brought you to Italy. Yeah, she said, come back to Italy. And I said, oh, oh. okay, you know, I'd had enough. That's so nice. I, was, I, I burnt out, sent me onto the road because I'd had enough of that. And then I got burnt out on the burnout off the road right. <laughs> because playing shows all the time and travelings you know i'm discombobulated i'm i'm you know over overspent overspanned love that word yeah <laughs> discombobulated so I, yeah. yeah okay i understand so i came back to italy and i've been here ever since although i did go quite a few times to india and i've yeah i was gonna ask about that of course we're gonna delve into those things because uh as far as i understand you you um your visit to India was pivotal for you in your, in, in yeah, your yeah, because I got because I got very into Ayurveda, the Indian medicine. Yeah, when I was trying to cure my lifestyle health problems, which were brought on by my lifestyle, you know. So that was way back in Amsterdam, even. And Would you say that you had had a very materialistic lifestyle before mm, you had? Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I tried Chinese medicine as well. I knew it wasn't. I didn't need a pill. I needed some. You know, and then I got also into meditation and vipassana, vipassana meditation. Um, so you know, I think it goes body, mind, spirit. Now, you, you once you fix first, you fix the body, or you work on it. You know, you build that up, and then once you've you've got that, first you fix your life up. Once then you've got your, yeah, you've got your material aspects, your money, and you're you're happy in that. Then you do your body. Then you do do your mind. You know, and you this thing happens naturally, and we, you know, you meditate and you you get your, your mindfulness in order, and then yours then you can just start to develop spiritually i think in that's how it happened to a few of my friends and i'm sure it's not like that with everyone but uh, for me certainly 
but they say that uh, you know mind and spirit goes together of course but you you don't have it might be just it could just as well be that if you if you understand what you are at your core that, that what the essence of you is and you're fine with that and you don't uh, strive for anything material generally apart from maybe i mean having food to eat every day so then then things will on life will unfold very effortlessly for you if you have yeah. that I mindset think- from the beginning so then you then you might you might be able to achieve all these I mean, material things, not not to get rich or anything, but the things that you need to lead a good life. So it could start in that other end as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I used to think also, but I have some other opinions about it, which we can go into later about that order and that, uh, what in the spiritual aspect, but probably that should come later in the conversation. Yeah. It's, um, so yeah, I was in India and I had, um, I was having this very amazing Ayurvedic treatments these oils on the body, which very pranic heavy. Um, and I could do very long breath holds, you know, I was doing some yoga and I could breathe in and out for a minute and a half, you know, you know, it was very, very, very powerful medicine and, um, pranic. And I started waking up at three thirty-three and having these synchronicities every night, three thirty-three, and, mm. and I was starting seeing Kundalini everywhere. And so I started reading up about it and, um, kundalini kundalini staying behind a kundalini center read a book about it and i found this teacher online through youtube and so i'm in india you know and i discover an american teacher you know so it's kind of it's kind of crazy you expect to meet at least me someone like sad guru you know and yeah. someone in robes but um i met this family uh, came across this guy in um in um in america and he's a so he was doing pranayama mantra and all these yogic practices from three years old, you know, he's born into a yogic family in, mm. uh, in Florida. And yeah, he's super, he studied all the ancient teachings and, you know, the occult and mysticism. And he really gave me a crash course in, in mysticism and metaphysics. This wasn't George King, was it? No, this was Nehemiah Davis, this big black guy in America. He's, okay. He's a very different to Dr. King, but he introduced me to Dr. King. So in English, yeah, Dr. King, did, but he passed away uh, some 20 years ago or something. Like that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Oh. So I'm in India learning about an Englishman via an American guy. And so it's, it's kind of <laughs> like, I think sometimes spiritualism and awakening your higher self is like equivalent to landing a, a plane in the, in a Pacific Island. You know, you've got to, it's difficult to find hard to get there and when you come into the approach to land it's very difficult to to get through your conscious mind to convince you these things you know you have to have all these signposts have to be there and we all reject things very quickly we have these these very strong likes and dislikes so to convince ourselves we have to have this very slow awakening in some people you know it's you don't just get an angel in front of you, you know, it's our mm. consciousness has to slowly unfold. And this is certainly the way it was for me coming from a very materialistic, um, uh, launch pad. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but it happened to you when you were there in India, you, yeah. uh, did you, would you, would you express it as if, as you had your awakening when you were there or, it was um I was listening to an episode on your show with um is it Graham 
the singer Pemberton, Pemberton, Graham Pemberton. Yeah, yeah, and it was the same as him. Very logical. No, um, no bright lights and uh, and fancy. Okay, and, and super beings. Just a very like. Okay, this is logical. This oh, this is how I understand spirituality. This is. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly like that. On a, in a cerebral way, and now I'm doing the practices. So I've been given all these mantras and um, pranayama to slow. Because I used to think, <clears throat> I used to think psychic powers were, you know, you're born with them. You know, there's people who are special, and but it's not like that. It's that we're very involved, and people from last lives have these psychic powers because of their good karmas, and they're, they've awakened them in the other lives. So with pranayama, you know, and um, mantra, you clean the nadis. And you open up, and you you get these uh, these psychic senses, which are extensions extensions of the physical senses. But we've we've blocked them through our wrong thought and action. Yeah, yeah, I believe you. I th I think many people know what mantras are, but pranayamas. Can you explain a little bit what that is? Yeah, it's a restraint of the breath. So you're holding the breath because um, when the prana comes into you through food and water that's the know, life force the life force this? yeah universal life force um so when you hold the breath the um the prana can't come in but you know nature abhors a vacuum it has to come in somehow so it comes in through the psychic centers and it forces gradually because in most people the chakras are a dormant above the the base center mm. um the sex center so you gradually awake these and it's a very it's a it's a slow and steady way. There are many Kundalini yoga ways to wake up. You know, it's actually, if you really want to force them open, it, it can be done very quickly, but it's very dangerous. And yeah. In what way is it dangerous? Well, you could end up dying, dying or not being able to walk or okay. people have had a spontaneous rise of Kundalini and it doesn't come up from Shumna and they don't, they don't have the ability to concentrate on a leaf for eight hours at a stretch without any other thought coming into their mind, mm. don't have the ability to control it because as Kundalini rises up, it's, it's a, it gives you these CDs, these, these abilities, but you have to prove that you are, you are, you're going to use them for good. You know, you have to have control of them. So if you do get these powers, but you have a, you know, a monkey mind, grasshopper mind and, you're not going to, you know, you know, you have all these cravings and all this, you know, you're going to use them in a bad way. Then it has to be, there has to be these natural safeguards. The designers put in the system, you know? Mm. Okay. So take, take it slow and easy. That's, that's the recommendation. Yeah. And the best way is uh, selfless service to others. That's the natural way to, to do it. Yeah. You know, you do these practices to help you to be a better service to other and helps with spiritual healing, but selfless service to others is then is the new yoga karma yoga is new yoga it's always it's the best way to do it and if you look at through the great spiritual teachers they've always through their actions you know not just sitting in a cave for your mm. whole life trying to get some powers on so you can leave this life cycle and leave all the other schmucks behind mm. but you know get your hands dirty helping others well, that's perhaps for some to do that, to sit in caves for years and to, to be, I mean, that's their, perhaps their task that they're doing this to, to be an example for others. I mean, not to be an example for, for others to do exactly the same thing, but to, to show that it's possible to do it and that you can raise your vibration 
or your consciousness by doing that. But I, I understand. I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying. I don't think mm. it's <laughs> there is any point in in eight billion people sitting in caves uh, for ten years because then we wouldn't. I mean, human humankind wouldn't really be. There wouldn't be any point in us being here doing things at all. So, yeah, that goes back to your earlier point about um, which could probably slide into about you know the spiritual aspect and you know being we're here to be of service. We're here to learn. You know, spirituality is in a, in a practical. We're in a classroom. Yeah. You know, you you can't learn metaphysics until you've mastered physics, which is strange for some. You know, people. So many spiritual people just want to be in the bottom of the garden with the fairies, or meditating, yeah. or they don't think of it being a spiritual way that you can go out and get a science degree or you can start a business or you, you know, you get, they've not really, it's kind of a divorce. It's not this connection. You see what I mean? Yeah. That's a very good, good way of putting it. And it's very interesting. And perhaps that's why it's also, it feels very compelling and it feels very, very, um, uh, how should I put it? Uh, authentic when people i mean scientists are are talking about some kind of spiritual awakening and and the spiritual uh, aspects of things like you know quantum physicists and all those david bowie right, yeah. and those people when you hear these those people talking about these things it feels very much like uh, grounded and and based in something yeah else than just as you say fairy fairies and yeah because i don't know I'm, i haven't got the numbers but you know when the the way that even if they do believe the big bang for example it's just when you talk about physics you always talk about that you know if it if it happened at a um, at a point zero 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 slightly slower this wouldn't have happened and if it happened not point zero 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 slightly faster we wouldn't be here so yeah. Yeah. you know and then this consciousness thing they haven't really got a handle on is kind of they, they don't know. They haven't really the got a handle on that. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. Okay. Well, but when you were in India, going back to that now, did you did you live in an ashram in a way, or, or how did how did? No, I, I found this doctor, and he was an amazing doctor. He could um, so he studied with a guru, and he was also born into one of the families. So they, you know, you learn to say, you know, recite the sutras, and you can you get the whole. Of the medicine book in your head and you can tell you take up everything's with the pulse so you put three fingers on there and you can tell what you had for breakfast three weeks ago and <laughs> you know the heartbeat of a baby and i mean it's incredible so so he could tell everything and then he does these special treatments which uh he makes all the medicine himself and <clears throat> i mean they they it's, it's very incredible things they can do i mean the whole episode is just about ayurveda but i was lucky to find a good one because a lot of it is just, uh, you know, it's a lot of spas where the money is and mm. health retreats. But he was, you know, the, the good ones are still, uh, you know, they have cures for cancer using heavy metals and, you know, mercury and arsenic and things like that, which you, which have, you know, had amazing results and they've been using it for, for, for centuries. So mm. just to pick one thing. So does it, have, does it actually cure cancer? Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. So what does so, Western science know about that? Well, I I saw a documentary with one of the doctors and he said um, he said he was just going on on, on about um, the lack of curiosity in 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 the medicine in, in the medical industry and 
how um you know he'd cured one woman's one doctor's child but the doctor never even came to see him mm-hmm. to inquire why you know how it's so yeah that's bad was it also in india that you discovered the uh, the uh Aetherius society yeah so this was via nami davis I, i learned about dr george king who was a um so he was a western master of yoga yeah and he so, founded this Aetherius society in the 50s yeah this Aetherius society so so he was he was he started in the he was a conscious conscientious objector in the war he didn't fight he uh he was uh, he put out the fires in england when the blitz you know when the the v2s came over and things okay. like that um and then after the war he did uh, advanced yoga practices so what what we were talking about with the pranayama and the mantra for for on average 10 hours a day for 10 years wow or eight, eight yeah. hours a day for 10 years like a zen buddhist almost yeah so this is this is in england after the war i mean how many how many yoga centers do you think there were then i mean how many <laughs> so so he was so he was psychic then and so he did all these powers and he was able to raise kundalini all through the chakras up to the crown chakra and when you do this once it's enlightenment when you do it, um i might be messing up this exactly but precisely but uh the next is a cosmic consciousness mm. um when you've these these very high experiences but when you can do it repeatedly many many times um you achieve ascension which is what jesus did you know that uh so you because actually jesus was also a, a yoga student and in those lost years he studied in tibet mm. um so he was a master of yoga as well well there are different 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 opinions about where he actually was during those lost years but i mean i hear i, I interviewed Lars Mool danish uh, mysticist mystic okay. mystic uh, who said that he was with the Essenes or in Egypt as well I've heard and in Egypt yeah so i mean who knows but anyway i'm i'm not going to well he definitely had he definitely learned some stuff i mean he was of not course just... yes yes i'm convinced that yeah. uh, that also but anyway <laughs> So, so because when you look through the yoga, I mean, Jesus was not the first person to walk on the water. He's not the first person to raise the dead. Not if you look in the yoga in the Eastern, this is these are normal. These are things that many, you know, I don't know if you've read autobiography of a yogi, um, these kind of books, but there's oh. many. These are these are cities that you get, and you know you can learn it if you 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 can levitate if you do 15 years maybe mantra pranayama in a cave you could you can make yourself very light and there's these videos of monks doing it on um on youtube um so it's not it is a it is a thing you know so yeah. but these are kind of tricks that these are not the real you're supposed to deny every once you get something you're supposed to deny it and then you get that and you go up and you do the next one and then you deny it and you don't use it you know once you've mastered something you don't use it uh-huh. then you move on to the next level okay so you don't want to just pursue these tricks we're here to be of service to humanity it's yeah, not yeah. that you're supposed to learn how to walk on the, gra- the grass Total you know. humbleness uh, towards all these this knowledge. yeah but it's there's there is a, there is an actual science to it that you mm. you take the energy that you would have used because you'd use this energy going out you take that you keep that in and then it raises the kundalini still higher opens a higher petals of a higher chakra <clears throat> okay so so, so please go ahead. 
Yeah, well, Aetherius, the Aetherius Society then and, and, and George King and what he, he founded here and what he taught uh, is, is centered around yoga, as you yeah. say, as you, as you explained here. And it's, it's also centered around extraterrestrial life and uh, extraterrestrial beings being here yeah. and, 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 and us so that- having the ability to, to, to reach out to them. So. Yeah, what is that all about? And uh, so this could get a little crazy, and that's what I'm talking about with this Pacific island. You know, that I was introduced to it gradually through um, through these lectures. So where to start? So so Dr. King, so he's doing. He achieved. No, he so he became a yoga master. So once you have these, once you get higher and higher up, you just because he was physically in India, India, a yoga teacher such as Shivananda can who could you know go out of his body and project himself to London, teach Dr. King greater techniques and greater. So he had learnt, you know, he learnt incredible things and he was, so he was, he was an ascended master. um, So he was on the level with the greatest. So, so he became the voice and he could, he could go into samadhi in the two and a half minutes. That's when you raise Kundalini in its entirety up to the crown okay. chakra. And he could, so he goes into trance because a normal medium, the way a medium works is you get someone on your level. You know, when you talk to someone on the other side, you get someone on you who you can communicate with, which is kind of common sense. No, yeah. you, you, you get someone with whom, whom you can communicate with who you're on the same level. You know, you don't get someone up higher because also as you go higher and higher because simply the it's like taking your toaster and trying to climb climbing up the 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 electrical pole and trying to plug it into the mains you know because there's so much energy to come through so i understand so for him to communicate with more advanced beings he had to he went into you know incredible to go into somebody like this and he could see these um, these bars in front of him, and he hold held them against his, uh, I think it was the throat chakra, and then he could they could speak through him, you know. So this is equivalent of millions of volts, you know. This is like being in a power station. Mm. So they could communicate through him, so that he was a channel, and he became a voice for these teachings. So he channeled, so he channeled uh, the Nine Freedoms, which is a book about. So so the theory is it gives a cosmic message, so it tells us it gives us a little more information about what happens after, because, you know, when I was into Buddhism and, you know, the Eastern teachings, you don't really have an idea what happens after ascension. Do you? I don't, I don't know if you've, you know, much about the, the Eastern techniques. Well, I know that uh, in Buddhism, for instance, and also Hinduism to some extent, it's, it, it's not very much talk about life after death. It's more like the, uh, the goal is to, to, uh, uh what's the word um just uh i mean get out of this uh illusion right. this that bloody hellhole yeah 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 material illusion this bloody hellhole and that's it and that's nirvana and then we they don't talk very much about what's what's happening after that and if there are more right. further levels or so but uh um, so this is the thing with the mystery schools and it's always been the way you know you protect the secrets and mm. and also in uh, in the vedas and in they talk about these other realms that you can go to and it's all very abstract. And I think I had the kind of idea that, you know, when you die, you're, you're, you're a bubble floating around there, a soul. 
and when you when you become a buddha you know when you 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 merge back into nirvana and you you don't have to recycle you don't have to die anymore live and die anymore you kind of merge back into the one yeah so apparently that's not that so <laughs> well it's it's uh that might be the end goal but then i mean if you're in nirvana never have to uh incarnate or or be any other any being at all then you're a god i guess then you're a source exactly that's what so there we are that's what that's what commonly is accepted yeah yeah that's that would i would say that you were spot on yeah but, but on, the way there, on the way there you 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 have several journeys to make and uh and and your soul should grow and all that i mean there are there are thousands of different ways of putting it but it's basically the same idea that people have Right. There are yeah. realms yeah. and levels that you go through, and then maybe you go. Sometimes you have to go back and be physical and be physical and be physical thousands of times in order to to grow and to learn things because you didn't get it last time, so you might get it this time. And then time doesn't exist, of course, also. So yeah, it's 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 a relative thing. We conceive it here as time, yeah. perceive it here as time, but uh, it's actually happening simultaneously. Everything, but that's very difficult to grasp for a human being on Earth. Okay, I 100% agree. So that's what I thought. But then there is these new teachings which give us, we've reached this level of maturity. Now we can accept these new ideas. So we're in reincarnation, which is an unconscious thing. But after, once we've left this, there is incarnation. And you, once you have achieved, learned all the lessons in this classroom where we are now, you can go on to other classrooms, okay. which are on other planets. Yeah. So you are a physical being there. So because when you when you die, think of the electromagnetic spectrum. There's there's physicality at every level of, of different levels of consciousness and light. So when we die, we go to another realm, which is exactly here, but just at a different frequency. Uh, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's six above and four below. And these are where we go to the astral and then we come back and then we go there and then we come back. And is it that that's where we are when we dream or you do project when you dream. Yeah. In a, are in, we in, in the astral realm when we dream? Sometimes, sometimes you're just dreaming and sometimes you're on the astral okay. project unconsciously. It, it depends. Um, so, so we're in two, two cycles of, re, of incarnation. So we have, we have seven bodies. Um, when we die, three of them here, they die. And then we go and live on the astral. And then you come back here, but you said this, I could be under an ocean there on another plane of existence. I know people that are on astral projection and they flop out of their body in through it. They go, you go through a different chakra. That's why there's different chakras where the base chakra is, um, is the base of the spine. And then you can project to higher realms through the chakras or down below to the lower realms hmm. through the chakras, through the legs. <laughs> so, so they're right here. It's not that you go to heaven is somewhere up higher in here. They are slightly higher. You do look, go out. You have projection. You do go slightly up mm. if you go to a higher realm, but, but they're just in a physical, in like the lower realms are in a physical, a darker, they're all physical. And the lower realms are even more physical because it's such a, there's such a dark place, you know? So you hear stories of people who've done astral projection and, they go to these other realms, which are right here. They're not dimensions. We li- we exist in seven dimensions because because think about it, three D yeah. is height, length, and breadth. Yeah. The, the fourth dimension is time. Yeah. It's a measurement. Yeah. And the and the 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 fifth dimension is motion. Everything is just in motion, and then um, mind and will. 
So even if you project astrally, you're still existing in seven dimensions. We're in a seven dimensional. So there are other realms. There's a, there's a confusion with the terminology there. Yeah, it, it is a bit confusing when you say that, but it, it does make sense. But I haven't thought of the, the dimensions in that way before. Yeah. Because, uh, well, well, these are some of the teachings to what Dr. Channel, Dr. King channeled a lecture, you know, about yeah. the seven dimensions of creation. So, and you go to the sun, there's many more dimensions on the sun. So, but anyways, so, so you go to another planet, mm. which is apparently cloud and dust, mm. at, but it's at, at our frequency, it's cloud and dust. Mm -hmm. If you go to a higher realm, there's cities and temples and spaceships yeah, and yeah because they're at a different frequency of vibration of the electromagnetic spectrum. Mm. So this is a key concept, how, how UFOs and reincarnation are linked. And both of these two areas are very important to understand because there's so much testimonial about reincarnation. And if you study it logically and you read yeah. about it, yeah. there's so much evidence and you can put someone in prison with a testimony for, and, and same with UFOs as so many sightings, you'd just be a fool not to believe in those as well. So Mm. in these and they're linked you know they're in they're in because of this consciousness existing at different frequencies of matter so. yeah i know the about these fa fascinating studies that they've, they've done at the university of virginia that you might mm. be familiar Definitely, with yeah yeah and it's like as you say it's it's i mean it's just compelling it's birthmarks uh, on the body you yes. know memories and, and five-year-old children who talk yeah. about lives in other countries which they would there's no there's no possibility that they would know about those all right so so, so you got it reincarnation then what happens you know so we're here to learn we're evolving and then you're seeing you thinking about ufos two and two together when you meditate on this enough mm. maybe we evolve to drive those things later you know so it's us but at a later stage yeah some of them maybe not we're just contacting on. ourselves <laughs> from another dimension no because there are all the planets and all the every other planet in the you know every other planet is inhabited yeah you know you think we're the only planet and they're looking in other all these other people are receiving transmissions for the andromeda galaxy and i've heard a, yeah. you know and all these other psychics and people saying i'm i was i'm a star i'm a light worker come from the another star millions of what about the people from you know mars and venus and yes, saturn yes. so this is a lot more logical once you get into it it's not such a crazy <laughs> yeah and it's it's it seems a bit easier to contact you know beings on mars than than beings in the, the pleiadian yeah. constellation so dr king because this is going back to religion so everything is about karma karma is is really key here mm. there are lords of karma and everything why can't they they just land among us and and help us you know it's all to do with karma because our karma is so bad um and it's it, to, to, to do someone's karma is like you going into your children's school and doing all their homework for them sitting there and doing all their homework all the mm. time mm. they're not it's not going to have no benefit to them so they then there's these strict laws for karma and this is how reincarnation works you know this why children are born you know with deformities perhaps and you know how the how we were born into these things and getting our lessons so karma is key mm. and the 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 karma of humanity is so bad is because we used to live on a planet called uh, Lemur um uh Maldek which is now the asteroid belt 
Yes, I read about that in, in, in okay. on, the, on the web website from the uh, Theory Society's website. Yeah. So there's this law, uh, uh, Bode's law. Every planet is double the distance from the sun, and if you check this out, then there's this big dotted strip. And so we we blew up Maldek, and then we were reincarnated. Mother Earth uh, accepted us. We came here, and you know we had many many lives, and then we had a civilization called Lemurius. We discovered we probed the atom again. Mm. big problem earth had to shift on our axis destroyed everything starting again coming out the swamp 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 uh at, uh, atlantis again mm. bang bang uh turns on the axis this while the coal is under there so is it third time lucky now then this is the last time yes <laughs> there is um there's a, a karmic law there's, there's so many times that this can happen and um yeah, we have now have the, the earth had a primary initiation. She received all this energy and mm. now we've come into the end of this, this cycle. So yeah. doomsday scenario. Yeah. So. But I, yeah, this is very deep. <laughs> this is more mm. profound than, than I go normally. It goes, we haven't even started yet. <laughs> we haven't really even started. I mean, I mean, I've read about these things also, but I haven't, I haven't studied them so profoundly and deeply, but I've, I've been into, you know, spiritual things since I was a child. My, my mother was very spiritual and um, she became a priest in the, in the, in the Swedish, <clears throat> the church of Sweden, which was a bit, I don't know anyway. Uh, but she was also into astrology and things like that. So I learned a lot from her. Uh, where was I going with this? Uh, yeah. Uh, this is uh, uh, so it's so going back to Lemuria the and Atlantis and yeah. and third time. Third time. <laughs> so 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 Doctor King had to come because Jesus was the master for the um, the Piscean age. Going back yeah. to astrology, he yeah. was the master of love, Pisces. Mm -hmm. So Doctor King, um, because of the karma, so they can't just interfere. But karma, if they're born through the womb of a woman. Mm. They have, they can take on, they can do things karmically. If um, so, Jesus, you know, came through the womb of a woman. He was from Venus. Um, you know, the Bible is a UFO book. You know, the the Star of Bethlehem, and it's the same with Buddha. There was three stars in the sky, and there's all these, um, you know, speaking to people on clouds as well. The Krishna and flying through. So this mm, is all, mm, mm. Um, you know, ancient alien stuff. The CD yeah. series. Yeah. Um, but when so when they're what they can they can leave their consciousness and they they're born through the womb of a woman. Mm. They incarnate into this cycle. Then they do these yoga practices and they raise Kundalini and then they they can act as a master here with karmic permission, so to speak. So this is the way they've done it. They founded these great religions. So they all have a mission. So the, the, the mission of Jesus was the teachings and the um, uh, the healings and all that stuff. There could have, anyone could have done that, you know, and many, many masters. He was here for a mission. Did He had to die karmically at a specific time and for achieve a karmic manipulation. So if you look at before and after Jesus and what he, which part of the world he affected, you know, the Western part and the teachings and how the, the, the huge effect he had on society. I mean, but we wouldn't have monogamy without Jesus Christianity, you know, we'd have all these, these, these horny Viking men running around, you know, mm -hmm. so one wife, one woman, 
mm. one wife that was that's from Christianity. Um, you know, he replaced the Roman Empire with, you know, in the same place with the, the Catholic Church. Okay, oh, that went bad. But yeah. <laughs> the principle was he was the idea was there. So. so this huge karmic manipulation. So he he did that and he had he engineered his own death at that specific point in time to achieve yeah. a huge karmic manipulation. And so Dr. King had the same thing. He was here. He was to do these teachings and to receive these, the, the nine freedoms, which is a book as well, which tells us what happens after the, um, as, after cosmic consciousness and ascension, we go on to live on life on other planets and Saturn, mm. then we live on the sun. So this is a very evolved treatise, but his, his main mission, he was like a Jedi. He was, a he was, um, a, like a commando. So he, he astrally projected to the lower realms and he took uh he was involved in the armageddon that was foretold he was one of the three lights there were three adepts who took on the forces of darkness in an in a projected form and transmuted the um the evil forces that we had accumulated because when you die your consciousness doesn't get split up until after the astral cycle so all of the um all you know that's what in think about it those lower realms there are there are the hitlers there are the there are the satans there are the the the, the terrible people mm. in still in there and they're improving because time happens on the highest realms very slowly and also as above as below in the lowest realms time happens on a slower speed and there are they are studying down there they're doing mystery schools they're also doing pranayama and mantra and they are extending their lifespan and having a negative effect on the physical realm. And so there was a there was a karmic time that there had to be a cleanup down there. And be, you couldn't, it has to be somebody in mm-hmm. the human body mm-hmm. doing the astral projection for karmic reasons. So he was engaged in this 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 Armageddon, this this global war mm. in an astral form in the sixties. Okay. The Armageddon that didn't happen on this plane, but exactly ha- ha- happened. happened there. Yes. So he he helped it. He helped uh, us. I mean, uh, yeah, he helped Earth and 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 the world and humanity to to avoid yep. that Armageddon. Exactly. He did. It was a huge war, and it was yeah. it was a touch and go. But he won, and uh, and yeah, the flowering of human consciousness. Now we can. Now we've we're much in a much better position than we were. So. Okay. Yeah, I recall now what I was going to ask you about before when I was ranting a little bit. Uh, you said that Mother Earth accepted us when we had destroyed this other planet that's now the asteroid uh, belt. Uh, so planets are also uh, consciousnesses and beings. So that's a thing to 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 realize. Yeah, because But, yeah, when you think about it, look as above as below. Mm. You and I are here, and you think of our histories. There's the way that plants merge to form, maybe to form insects and consciousness. Because there's one consciousness. We're all one, you know. Yeah. All, but yeah. So the di- the divine has split itself up. Yes. And we're like, all like working. like Bitcoin. <laughs> we're like Bitcoin. Exactly. Yes, there's only one Bitcoin, and then there's more and more and more and more aspects. Very good. So we're all we're all here learning and working our way back as conscious gods, and consciousness merges through reincarnation as we get onto. They say in the nine freedoms Saturnian existence, we we find the people who we who we vibrate with perfectly, and we merge our consciousness with them to form a larger being, and we go on to greater service, and and the same you go on to the sun, and then later millions of millions of consciousness merging, 
we go on to form planets, which mm. are, you know, and then planets go on to form suns and greater and greater and form, mm. form galaxies. solar mm. galaxies. So you look through the Hubble telescope and you're seeing these conscious beings, mm. billions of lives, trillions of quadrillions of lives more evolved than us. And so, you know, then black holes coming together are probably mm. conscious beings merging back. And eventually we, we go back into the, to the one. Yeah. So, but it's, it's just a but, lot, it takes a lot bigger than Nirvana. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, there's a, whole, there's a whole chain. But is it, uh, I mean, what we see when we look in the Hubble telescope is still a physical three-dimensional world. I mean, that's the only thing we can see, we can perceive with our senses here from Earth. Mm. So what we see is a, is, is a 3D universe, but in, in a way. But aren't there, I mean, you spoke about these dimensions in a, in a different way than I'm used to, but I'm, I tend to see it as if, I mean, there, there are different planes, there are different um, dimensions that mean that, that the universe doesn't, I mean, if you're on a higher, in a higher dimension, the universe doesn't look as it does fr from our perspective with our eyes, it, it looks completely different, or it doesn't even perhaps even look, it, it just is in a different way. And uh, things are going on in a different way, and 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 there is no physicality or anything on on those planes in those dimensions. When you're looking, when you look at it, think of physics. They're looking for this dark matter and this dark energy, you know. And they think, so maybe they're looking for it in between the planets, you know, and where it is. But yeah. it's it's the planets because they have many realms. There's the energy is concentrated inside them, you know. So there's there's so many more realms. There's hundreds of realms and thousands of realms, and but it's still there. There's still this physicality because the Earth is a being. So, but it has met all these sheaths and layers that we can't see. You know, mm -hmm. so the energy's constant. So you're looking for the energy, but you're standing. You're looking for this dark energy and dark matter, but you're standing right on it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe that, and I, yeah. It's actually actually what the the quantum physicists, the cutting edge ones of them. Are saying that uh, I mean we're all immersed in this. It's it's just it's it's everywhere. It's yeah. Like you say dark energy is just what's uh, I mean the ninety nine point nine 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 whatever percent of of what constitutes an atom or a particle even is is that hmm. uh, it, it's nothing really. It, I, I mean we we don't we we perceive it as nothing, but it's it's packed with energy. Hmm. So there's all these you know these colors the mystics can see what we can't see you know so. Yes, if you evolve, you see uh, many fantastic things, but they would still have the same kind of map. You know, there's still the sun there on other realms, and there's still the Earths. Okay. You know, so there's yeah, still yeah. that, but there's many more things that we are blind to. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, this is cool. I, I like this. <laughs> okay. Well, it's something Either different. Way. It's at the very minimum, it's new. So, and that's the whole point. I mean, there's. This, this, the theory society is tiny, you know, because Dr. King, he, you know, with all his knowledge and his, um, you know, if he wanted to start a, a, you know, a cult or he wanted to have a big church, he could have, you know, done it, but he was kept it very small and you're not even allowed to hear the, the missions that I haven't, you know, until you're a member for two years and you've had this, you've taken an oath of secrecy. And so it's, it's a very, mm -hmm. it's not publicized in the way that that other other organizations are you know so it's this there's a couple of thousand members it's tiny you know yeah sounds tiny but i mean 
he said that, and, and many have said this, that Jesus was was the uh, the one who was going to to um, convey this knowledge for the Piscean era, mm-hmm. the the age of Pisces. Uh, did did Dr. King see himself as the one to convey the knowledge of the age of Aquarius? Well, he channeled one of the masters. He channeled was the Master Jesus. So okay. we have an update to the Sermon on the Mount, the Twelve Blessings. So it's a it's the greatest tantric act you can do. It's a it's a it's a magic act. So you you do these twelve blessings, and you progressively send out energy to higher and higher beings. Mm. And by karmic law, they send back a, uh, that energy, but enhanced. So it's like when you're doing Reiki. You know, you put your hands on someone, and you know, spiritual healing. They can, as you develop, you can send out a beam of energy. Yeah. Through your, your your palm shack, if you hold it against the mirror, you can feel it. And so, like Case you, Parks, and I interviewed a guy called Case Parks in the United States. You should listen to him; he's very cool. He, he okay. He has these frequencies in his hands, and he heals people by doing this. And he's just a he's just a cool dude from Colorado. Anyway, sorry. Oh, I have to chat to him. Yeah. So, so you do this, and then you bless progressively higher beings. So you you send out energy to to the healers. You send out energy to the to the peace workers, and then to the then to the earth and then to the sun. So when you get this energy back and then you send it out to mankind and then you get it, you send out a blessing to a higher being, the galaxy, and then you get it back and you send it to, so it's a metaphysical act. And it's, um, so it's the, it's the greatest. So this, to so the master Jesus, he channeled these. So it's, it's the sermon on the Mount, but it's the, for the cosmic age, it's much yeah. more advanced. He also gave a new Lord's prayer, many other teachings, so, you know, and this was in the fifties. Doctor King said he was channeling Jesus. Even now, you you think he's a, you think people call you a crackpot, but back then he was a very brave man. So yes, but absolutely. you know, yeah. but if you're a, if you're a Christian, you believe that Jesus ascended and he's still here forever. It's you know maybe not so hard to believe, you know. But it's, no, it's no, a, no. It's, it, much of the Christian faith doesn't make sense really because it was. I mean, it was corrupted in the fourth century, of course, by the churchmen. So. Uh, yeah, they took well, out reincarnation and yeah, many many, many things like that. But uh, do do you think we are now at at on the cusp of the the age of Aquarius, the the famous age of Aquarius? Yeah, well, yeah, sure. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it's it's what what we make it. You know, it's it's the age of service to others. It's the because Dr. King and all, you know, I spoke to Chrissy Blaze, who's an astrologer, and she wrote a book about it. He he is the epitome of the Aquarian in his science because jesus said uh, science without god science without religion is the soulless wanderer of the night mm. this is in his new teachings received through dr king so there's this merging of science and religion and mm. so dr king had all these missions he made radionic equipment so he can so when you like the person you were talking about sending out the healing energy you yeah. put into these batteries made of crystals and other precious metals and can release it when there's a, a, um, a world crisis. He also collects the energy, sends it into the psychic centers of the mother earth. Um, all these other missions that the society is still performing in a very clandestine way, in a very, you know, quiet behind the scenes way, carrying on the missions, even though we, we don't have an, nobody has, access to these masters on the other worlds now because nobody's as once the voice is gone 
we, are, yeah. we just carry on the missions so so it's really science and religion science and religion science and spirituality yeah, yeah. um graham pemberton i think said that religion and spirituality is the same thing to him i i tend to see a difference there but it doesn't really matter what we're yeah yeah this. uh so another the other question that i forgot before was that um i mean this uh speaking about third time lucky that we we humankind uh created this this civilization called lemuria maybe millions of years ago or hundreds of thousands of years yeah. ago no i have the really timeline was, but... actually on my desktop yeah yeah it's a long long time ago it's not just like it's not just like uh, atlantis was but I hear yeah. also that Atlantis and Lemuria were in, in were fighting against each other, but that, that's not that, that doesn't make sense then if Lemuria was here no millions of years ago. Yeah, no, there's um and Atlantis came later. Yeah, was I've got the dates here. Does it, the, the Kalpas does it fit court. with the, the the theories that Atlantis possibly was destroyed during this big cataclysm during during Younger Dryas, which was twelve thousand years ago or something like that? No, that was, it's, it's it's hundreds of thousands of years ago. Okay. No, because the Earth had to. Um, so that was something else then. If there yeah, was because because the other the planet was destroyed, the planet was destroyed for nuclear, but it couldn't happen karmically on this Earth. So the Earth had to within I think it's thirty six minutes the Earth can turn on our axis to the whole thing. So mm. that you're talking about seas four miles high, you know, yeah. just wiping everything as you turn yeah. as it turns in a in a. It's just like a, a dog shrugging fleas off her back, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then we can say goodbye to everything. Yes. Yeah. Happens. So then we had to do the whole. I mean, climate change. Again. Climate change is like a sneeze. Then, compared to that. Yeah, it's also because the Earth has all these primary energies, so she now has to, she has karmically, she has to raise her vibration, so she does have to change because these because the it was mal um, Adamic man. That was on this planet before us and their base chakra was the heart chakra so mm. all the realms below are are mutations so this is a is a um, an anomaly so it's just a temporary thing where this is why so did that happen by way of uh, extraterrestrial beings visiting earth i mean this is what you hear so well it's some places i mean the manipulation everything's everyone's in service working their way back so everyone's in service to those below them so it's not that god made the earth and that god well of course god made the earth it's not that in god is everything and god is everything and everyone and everything and infinitely more so but everything is in service to those below so the earth is in service to us and the earth was made by a lord of karma and you know everything on the earth was made by you know i heard the bumblebee came from jupiter or something like that or <laughs> yeah. you know the, everyone's involved okay you know because if you look at the sci-fi movies what they want to do is world design you know and things like that and so all these other we are we are the um, amoebas compared to you know everyone else on the other planet because we're so involved you know yeah. we're so we're idiots yeah so you know they're all helping in these ways to get us through this so they're all in service to us so yes i'm sure the what you're saying all these different people were involved mm. you mm. know but they're all just 
working their way back to God. Working their way back to God, but they were maybe they were they thought that they did a good thing, but maybe it did, didn't really work. Well, out. They, no, they're because they they're doing the per- because the lords of Saturn because everyone else answers to the lords of Saturn, the lords on the super, the perfects of Saturn. So mm. there's no such thing as on the other other planets that they, they don't have they don't have a parliament or they don't vote on things. They just mm. They are the perfects, so mm-hmm. we don't have to, everything. If they say it is so, it is so. You know, okay, that is the, yeah. that's the same and with like a. So there was a point to it, and that there was, yeah, it had some purpose. Uh, someday we'll know. <laughs> but anyway, to continue my que- continue my question, let's say we had Lemuria, we had Atlantis. Human humankind was destroyed once, twice, uh, and third time lucky, uh, hopefully, <laughs> a third time we began uh, developing, evolving again on this planet. And now we are at this point. And my, I mean, one of the tenets of this podcast is that we are in a shifting time because the world or humankind really is integrating for the first time. And when I say for the first time, I mean, for the first time in recorded history, as we know it now, because I mean, there, there has been, I'm, 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 pretty convinced that there have been civilizations on earth before that are not told about in the mainstream curriculum uh, and schools and things like that, which is uh, really a scandal in a way, but uh, there are some explanations for that, I I think, but still uh, I'm not sure whether those civilizations encompassed the entire planet or not, Mm -hmm. because in that case, this is the first time ever that humankind is fully integrated all over the, the globe because we are now, as you know, we, we, we are able to contact any other human being on the other side of the planet in yeah, real yeah. time. It's a good point, yeah. More or less. So, which means, I think that does something to us, which means that we are, uh, this is a very, I mean, a, a, an objective fact that shows that there is something very particular about this time. And some people don't recognize this and I find it flabbergasting I mean I, I think I'm so surprised that people don't don't uh, I mean take this more seriously and this they should really oh you yeah you're right I mean this has never happened before so this is a big thing but they say oh no things will just happen like before you know history repeats itself and it's like the Roman Empire it's like mm. this and that and that it's going to happen the same way again and I say no I don't think so because the situation is actually completely new now. So that, that, I mean, ties in with this idea of us being on the cusp of the new age. Uh, I don't, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I know my, my metaphysical teacher, Nehemiah says that um, karmically, like I think after Atlantis, Africa and China or somewhere closed their doors and said, you know, cut themselves off and this happens repeatedly. And then, but then you suffer for that karmically later because, you know, you're supposed to, have this worldwide so i don't know what to what extent atlantis was global or Lemuris. that's a great question i mean i do know that afterwards so so there is another planet behind the sun they're mm-hmm. a younger planet mm-hmm. and according to the teachings that the people that are not ready to go there's a new master will come mm-hmm. the next master will come and he will come in he will not come through the womb of a woman he will come in full full aspects so his power will be greater than any armies all the combined armies of the world this is in the law's declaration dr king so sometime within the next i don't know a thousand years or something i don't know the timing it depends also always on karma Mm -hmm. then those who do not answer will will reborn be reborn on a younger planet to go through further experience and to keep growing and developing 
and the rest those who have ascended they will they will stay on this planet which will ascend so we will ascend with the planet then i don't I mean know. i say we but I, i'm not sure if i'm going to be there but assuming that me and you will be there exactly i'm not sure of the i'm not sure if you have to actually raise the kundalini or if you're just i'm not sure of the, the mechanics of it but um yeah those who are ready can stay behind yeah will be able to stay behind just because doing all these pranayama exercises as the ion because the ionosphere was put in place to to because this also shields a lot of this is why people don't have the same psychic abilities they used to in atlantis or lemuris the ionosphere so this is coming down and gradually we the people will not be able to survive unless we're of the right vibration yeah okay so, so i don't know was... if that's going to happen like because you can't reproduce or i don't know if that's going to happen you know it could be very gentle i don't mm. know i don't know how i don't know any of the mechanics of this no the, the mechanics is, is is an interesting term in this context because uh, i've also been thinking i, I mean I've, I've heard versions varieties of this theme that that something is going to happen that uh, the earth is going to raise its vibration, but then you start thinking about how is it going to come about? I mean, mm. how, what's going to happen physically and practically? We'll see. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, this question is going to sound, I mean, in any other context, it would sound very esoteric, but in this <laughs> conversation, it's going to sound. <laughs> this, is, oh, this is out there. I hope people are. Yeah, this is down yeah. to earth. I'm going to, I'm going to ask about these revelations that, that the Pentagon has come up with, you know, about um, UFO sightings. Mm-hmm. It was this report in June, you know, the Pentagon mm-hmm. report? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think about that? Is that just uh, smoke and mirrors or no, are they no, actually I mean, talking about what's actually happening? I mean, real. Uh, yeah, they're karmically. I mean, Dr. King, the Ethereum Society is the world's oldest international UFO, organi- UFO organization. He was campaigning for UFOs, uh, you know, in, in the 50s, you know, in outside parliament with a, so yes, you know, this... but I mean, some people say that these films that they're releasing now, that they're just showing stuff that actually isn't actually real U- UFOs and extraterrestrials. Oh, no, no. Beings. I mean, it's, it's all, you know, it's all true, of course, but uh, you've just got to realize the spiritual aspect. So there's, they have all this incredible technology and then karmically, they're just allowed to show us a few things. But yeah. um, no, I mean, uh, but you've got to realize that driving every one of those is, is somebody equivalent to Jesus. You know, it, it takes 20,000 years to study to learn to drive one of those things. Yeah. It's, um, you know, <laughs> and that's just, those are the, those are the, 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 um, the scout craft. I mean, there's, there's giant ships, you know, that just take on another frequency of vibration, mm-hmm. right? Every, you know, out there. Hovering uh, around Earth all the time. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. So that there's, there's, you know, it, it's Star Wars mm-hmm. stuff, you know. Yeah. And all that the, was all a documentary, movies. wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably they're all just to raise, you know, gradually. You know, if you look, hundred years ago we were on horseback or whatever. I mean, yeah. If you look at the speed of acceleration, mm-hmm. and to think that, like you're saying, I mean that that, we, that just came about because, you know, because we're smart and it's never happened before anywhere in the galaxy. And you know, we're the bright, we're the smartest goons. <laughs> we're doing so, so amazing. <laughs> You know, imagine where you'll be in, you know, a hundred years. And then these, these, yes. once you get into the teachings of the, the Ethereum Society, I've just given you the, uh, there's a lot more. I yeah. just, you know, that it's, yeah, I can imagine. it's incredible. So mm-hmm. I advise people to, to check out the website and books like the nine freedoms. And because, 
yeah if you have if you're a little bit open to it it's it's buddhism and christianity and ufos mm-hmm. and technology and science all wrapped up into one big bundle of joy yes i i'm i'm open to reading some of that of course i mean i, I have so many other things to read but sure bring it on <laughs> <laughs> i'm interested in in the, this this kind of thing uh so talking about current times in general not just uh, being on the cusp of the age of aquarius there's a lot of turbulence out there i think that there is in the spiritual community a bit a bit of uh, some confusion about as to how how bad it how bad things actually are out there in the world because i'm i'm a i'm a journalist and i've always been interested in checking trends and facts and figures and charts and things like that and in my view the world is actually i mean pretty good place uh, talking about i mean physical violence and physical suffering and things like that then then of course people can conceive and perceive things as being terrible and they can they can suffer internally and mentally and all that that's much more difficult to to measure but sometimes i hear in the spiritual community there's so much talk about the horrible world that we're in and it's so terrible and the the destruction and the violence and everything i'm i go seems all right to me where i am in the looking out of the beautiful sea and uh, yeah yeah never been a better time to live never been a better time to live we have everything we need we have water food and i mean of course people in africa are still starving but much fewer now than just 30 40 50 years ago oh, yeah. it, it is better actually so well this is also the work of dr king because you know he fought the armageddon the 60s came on the bloom thank you, you know. thank you dr king i mean he you yeah. know the, there was a huge you know without dr king california would be underwater you know the um, the san andreas fault was due to go but they sent energy into the psychic centers ah. there and they you know there's they've stopped wars with the with the, with the spiritual batteries um so yeah, this without Dr. King, his work behind the scenes, you would yeah. not be in this the situation you are in now. And there is also uh, a lot of talk in some some circuits about the uh, enormous activity, UFO activity, and ET activity just after the wor- World War, when when we actually blew, uh, we actually the bombs, yeah, yeah. the the bomb, the, the three nuclear bombs that we actually detonated. And they were really worried, so there was a lot of activity. I yeah. hear, uh, which also led to some changes, which is probably, uh, I mean, connected. There was a UFO over that. over. There was a UFO over Chernobyl. The Russians reported it, and they're sending down energy. It would have been a lot. Chernobyl would have been a lot worse without. Okay. Chernobyl already was terrible. I mean, we already yeah had, um, you know, the te- results from it all over Europe. But yeah. without that interference, without that craft we would have been it would have been a huge disaster so yeah we're, we're all, every day there's this huge also in the ethereum society it's um you know it's, it's like men in black meets uh star wars meets um <laughs> the x-files meets yeah it's it's incredible so it's wonderful yeah <laughs> i love it okay this has been uh, very interesting and very esoteric and uh, hands down. And I mean, hand, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get a little prize? Do I get a little trophy for this? Uh, I don't Anders? know what I'm saying, but it's, it's been very, very interesting. And uh, maybe we can talk, talk again sometime, but be Jack, to, yeah. what, uh, what are your goals now for, for pod songs and for you personally, what's, what's going to happen with that? 
well i want to get pod songs to be you know the a very well-known podcast you know i'm, I'm trying i'm doing pod songs I've, I've i've used to have many for my 100th episode i'm having all the songs that i've written about the ethereum society so i had many ethereum society guests on um and we talked about as you as you saw the mother earth you know the violet flame the the, the nine freedoms so um so my first episode but i already want to be pod songs to be very more mainstream and to get and it puts a lot of people off the spiritual aspect so i'm ho- i've started another podcast the mystic cast mm-hmm. and so i talk interview metaphysicians and other members of the ethereum society and so i'll have that i'll advertise that at the end of each episode and i'll have i'll channel my efforts into that so i have these two podcasts now and i hope to raise money for the society and raise awareness because we have to build some shape power temples and we have we have to get the numbers up yeah Okay. Wonderful. Uh, of course, I will provide some links, relevant links in the in the description boxes. But uh, you can just please uh, tell the audience where where they can find Podsongs and and your work. Yeah, Podsongs.com, Podsongs on Instagram, Twitter, iTunes. It's just fascinating because every episode is different. You know, whoever the musician wants to talk about, we talk about if they want to talk about mushrooms, if they want to talk about mental health, if they want to talk. So it's it's super fascinating and that i'm learning a lot and then um the mystic cast mystic cast one word without with two one word without two c's is is on all the usual podcast players um but yeah still sign up to the mailing list at podsongs.com and the ethereum society is a e t h r i u s ethereum means one who comes through ethers yeah dot org um, 12blessings.org, 12 with a number. You can do the blessings. And I should also mention um, my, my spiritual teacher, Nehemiah Davis, is uh, mysticknowledge.org. And he um, he has all these esoteric books from, you know, the Theosophical Society, um, you know, all the ancient yoga books. These occult mm-hmm. books, all for free down from his website. So you can see, because there's all this occult knowledge and it really, you know, so he's a, a master of those studied those yoga teachings and he it ties in perfectly with the theorist society teachings which kind of update those all so it's also a great resource jack stafford uh inspiring fun interesting this conversation has made me uh think about even more things and and um, <laughs> given me even more things to meditate on good luck with all your endeavors and and your unique uh, uh creation there now Thanks, Anders. I appreciate you taking the time to help me. Bye-bye. Bye.